Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. In this episode, we chronicle the fourth consecutive Scotties win for Kerry Anderson and Team Canada. We'll hear from Anderson, Shannon Burchard, and Brianne Harris. And we'll look back at an amazing game of basketball between the Winnipeg Westman and Manitoba Bisons men's teams. For a spot in the national championship Saturday night, boy, it was a fun atmosphere to take in. That's all coming up on the podcast. How fitting that history was on the line for the winner of the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Jennifer Jones going for a seventh straight or not seventh straight, a seventh title overall. Kerry Anderson going for a fourth straight Scotties title. Each team having its chances in the opening ends, leaving points on the table, and then it's a steal of two. Jones is light on a draw. That opens it up. And then a five-ender in the ninth, 10-4 the final. They don't play the 10th, and Kerry Anderson is a four-time in a row Scotty's champion. She and her teammates returned home today on a flight from Kamloops, and they got bagpiped in at the airport. Everyone but Val Sweeting, who is in Alberta because that's where she lives. But Shannon Burchard, second lead, Brianne Harris, alternate Kristen Karwacki, as well as coach Reed Carruthers were all there. They got photos taken, and we got to talk to members of the team as well. Let's start with the skip, Carrie Anderson. Being back home, getting this reception after a fourth straight Scotty's win. It's a little different this time because uh, during COVID, we weren't able to have a whole bunch of people here. So it's exciting to come off the elevator and uh, see all these faces here and uh, the bagpipers. It's amazing. Uh, always love a good bagpiper. <laughs> in terms of COVID, this is the first time, obviously, since your first Scotty's that you could have all your loved ones in the stands. What does that mean to you? Oh, it meant so much uh, to us to have our uh, friends and family there. Uh, seeing my husband and my girls and my parents in the stands, it was pretty special to uh, give them a big hug afterwards. I brought the girls down onto the ice and they got to do a few little practice slides and uh, uh, get to uh, slide on the ice that mom plays on. <laughs> I saw you give your MVP award to Brienne. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was um, pretty special. Um, it's... Uh, that award is, it means a lot. And um, to give that to Brianne is, uh, I, I had that in my mind the whole entire time because she's a real, uh, she just really a hard worker and she just fought through everything. She didn't complain about any aches and pains and it's not easy playing uh, pregnant. So um, she just pushed through and um, I think now she's starting to feel it. <laughs> How do you feel about being now mentioned in the same sentence as the legendary Colleen Jones foursome? Yeah, that's a pretty amazing feeling. Uh, Colleen Jones was someone I looked up to curling, and to be up in the record books with her, it's uh, something that I never dreamt about doing. So, But to, be, to have accomplished that, it's uh, amazing. Carrie, can you think back again to last night? Just, I mean, the electricity that surrounded, I'm sure that atmosphere with you looking for a record, Team Jones looking for a record, Jennifer specifically looking for a record. Can you think back to that and just like how special that was for you? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to know that we were both trying to set records. And um, um, I know back in 2018 when, we, when I did play her um, and we lost, I, know, I, I knew that feeling. And, uh, but um, we've had 
uh, four great, amazing seasons together uh, with this new team, and uh, to accomplish what we did is uh, pretty special. How about like Worlds this time around? I mean, you guys have kind of had a weird World Championship schedule the last few years with COVID and just whatever, being in a bubble, no COVID, no bubble this time around. Uh, talk about just how that's going to be this 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 time around. What you're looking forward to about that? I think it's definitely going to be something way different. Um, our family and friends are going to be coming and supporting us, so um, I think that's going to be different. And it's going to be in a bubble. We get to go to Sweden, and I've never been there, so uh, we're pretty excited for that. They'll be heading out in just under two weeks' time to head to Sweden. They haven't won a world title, but it's going to be open season because there's no bubble they can actually play in it it's been an interesting four years for sure but shannon burchard is five for five she was part of that jennifer jones team in 2018 that beat anderson in the final that year she was filling in for caitlin laws who was at the olympics winning gold and mixed doubles with john morris so is it ever going to get old Winning the Scotties, she's never lost. Never. It's pretty special, and each time is unique in its own way. And uh, I, it's not even real to me that that's the way things are, but, I mean, it is, and it's it's just unbelievable, and I have so much gratitude for my teammates. Um, I could not do it without them out there. Take us back to when this team was put together. You didn't make the Scotties in your, your first year together, but four wins in a row since. Could you imagine this kind of run you've been on? Um, I mean, I think we definitely had hopes of winning one <laughs> in the time that we've been together. But, uh, yeah, four in a row is, is something I think none of us, um, you know, had, you know, on their bingo card, essentially, <laughs> at that point. Uh, we just keep taking each season as it comes and uh, not thinking too far ahead. And, and we're really enjoying our time together. So... Um, I really look forward to the rest of this quad and, and our future together and whatever that may hold. Now, this team hasn't won a world yet. There's been a lot of complicating factors because of COVID and whatnot. This is the first kind of normal one you're going to be going to. What are your expectations going to Sweden or have you not really thought about that yet because you're still on the high of last night? Um, I mean, I, we would love to go and uh, challenge for the gold medal. We got pretty far last year and just had a couple um, whoopsies towards the end of the week, but came out strong finishing with the bronze medal. So uh, we would love to improve upon that. And uh, I think if we play like we did this week and, and even play a little bit better, I think we have a really good chance at that. Shannon, how are you feeling right now? Like after this week, I mean, I imagine you're mentally, physically exhausted. Or how, how are you feeling? Um, well, we're physically exhausted because we didn't really sleep last night because we had to get up at 4 a.m. But uh, overall, I feel pretty good. I mean, I think um, I just I commend Brianne so much for coming through that week um, and playing so well and sweeping as hard as she did. Uh, she's an absolute machine out there, and I can't believe she did it while six months pregnant. Um, so it's just insane. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think we're looking forward to getting some good rest this week and then we'll start training up again uh, before we leave. Definitely take a few days to just enjoy some time with our families, get some rest and recovery in, um, whatever treatments we need, and whether it's massage, physio, etc. Um, and then we'll start ramping things up a little bit uh, while cheering Reed on at the Briar. Yes, Brianne Harris, formerly Brianne Mayor, got married last year. She is six months pregnant and you wouldn't have known it from watching her effort, watching her success. She was very good as she has been the last four years. 
And so I asked her, does this one feel any different from the first three? No, it's um, super special every time. And every time we win, I honestly can't believe we did it again. And I wonder when our luck will run out. <laughs> but um, it's really cool that we've been able to do it this many times in a row. And it's really unreal. How different was it for you this year? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a little different. Um, had to work around some things, but... Um, yeah, other than that, I'm pretty stubborn, so I, I put my mind to something, I do it. But it was a little challenging at times, but the girls were super supportive of me. And they always were there to cheer me on, and they never questioned if I should play or not, and that really helped. When Carrie gave you her MVP trophy last night, what did that mean to you? That was really sweet of her. Um, she got it rightfully. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was really sweet of her to give that to me, and just shows how much they really appreciate me, and it makes me feel really special on the team. And are you going to get sick of getting bagpiped into the airport here? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they can keep doing that. Hopefully we'll keep winning. But, uh, yeah, even if this is our last time winning, it's been a really awesome run. And I hope we have more in us, but it's been really great. And teams don't always go through the 3-4 successfully. You've done it back-to-back -back years in this new format. Is that scary that you have an extra elimination game in there? Oh, yeah. Um, you pretty much go right back to being backs against the wall, even after a good round robin. So um, hopefully next year we don't do that to ourselves again. But even if we do, we know we can get out of it. And it's a, one extra game, I think. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a more elim elimination games. And it's hard, but we still manage to somehow pull it out. And so can't complain about that. <laughs> And finally, just being able to have a bunch of fans in the stands and family in attendance, how different was that this year compared to the last few? Really special. We love having our family there. Um, we all are big family people, so ha being able to look up and see them up there, and it just makes it even extra special to be able to share the moment with them. And so they will be competing for the world title in Sweden. The tournament starts March 18th, runs through the 26th in Sandvik in Sweden. And so we wish them the best of luck. The Briar, of course, coming up this Friday is the first draw. Reed Carruthers and Matt Dunstone, both skipping teams from Manitoba. We'll take a break and come back with a look back at maybe the biggest basketball game ever played in this city. That was Saturday night, and it was awesome. Next. Well, for the first time in almost 30 years, the Winnipeg Westman men's basketball team will compete for a national championship. They secured the spot thanks to a amazing, thrilling 73-70 win over the Bisons at a packed investors group athletic center Saturday night. It was a back and forth. Westman led for a lot of it. Uh, they were tied at the half. Winnipeg up by eight, heading to the fourth. Uh, Bisons take a two-point lead with about half the fourth quarter to go. But 18-year-old Alberto Gordo from Spain hit a three with just under four minutes left to put him up three. And then another bomb from deep as the shot clock expired to make it a six-point game with less than three minutes remaining. Bisons ended up getting within a couple, but then a three-pointer at the buzzer would not go for the Bisons as the Westman pull through with the win. And Gordo, after the game, talked about his massive three. It was just a shot that we had to get up. And with all the practice that, has, like, uh, that I've done to get to this moment, all throughout the year, also like with the team, with everyone that has helped me. Because I go at the, in the gym and shoot every day. In the end, it's just a matter of getting your shots up. And in the end, you're, you'll end up making them. So it, it's not really all luck, because it's just the pra all the practice that's behind every single shot you take in game. So it's just, uh, I'm really happy that it went in, but it's something 
that is just because like not anyone can make that type of shot. Right. Someone who puts the work daily has a, a, a really like a higher chance of making it. Take like the the best players, they can shoot that shot and they have a good chance of making it. So it's just like the practice that's behind it and the work. 17 points off the bench while Mike Mikhailov pitched in 10 points, 16 rebounds. Third year guard Sean Moranin led Winnipeg with 20 points along with 13 assists. This is just a, a segment, by the way, of fans chanting during a, a timeout. The atmosphere was was so cool, and, and I asked Sean Moranin about the atmosphere. This is crazy. I was telling the guys before the game, all the locals, I said this had the feel um, for a provincial final game in high school. It's at U of M, packed crowd. And uh, I have played in a crowd like this, and I think uh, that's when I, I kind of showcased my skills. He was awesome in that game. And what about the losing side? Kirby Shep, coach of the Bisons, first talked about the atmosphere and also on where things went wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely electric, right? It's probably the best, probably the biggest college basketball game that has ever been played in the city, right? And, uh, and they did it justice, so... Both sides had a big group out. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely electric. Fortunately, that sound meant that the shot clock buzzer was missed, I think, three times in the fourth quarter. Uh, unbelievable. That, I know, it, 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 really unfortunate. The refs missed, I think, three shot clock violations. I think two of them were buckets. I don't know, maybe. It was just a bucket. The other two, uh, you ended up getting the ball anyway. Right. So, yeah, and that was a big bucket. Uh, obviously, uh, in a three-point game, and I mean, it's just an unfortunate thing. There's nothing the refs can do. If they don't hear it, they don't hear it. Obviously, we've got to try to keep eyes on the thing, but uh, yeah, it's a tough break. Yeah, they had a bucket. It was early in the fourth quarter that that happened, they, so there's a lot of time to overcome that, nonetheless. And then the Bisons also shot two for 28 from three and still almost came back and, and won this game. Now, three-point lead at the very end. The Westman last weekend against Brandon gave up a three at the buzzer to tie to go to overtime. So I asked Westman coach Mike Rainbow, did they think at all about fouling up three with about six seconds left, considering what happened against Brandon? Yeah, we actually talked about it in our timeout, and the the guys said no. You asked them, and they said no. I asked them what they wanted to do if we wanted to foul, and they said no. So they trusted their defense? They trusted our defense, that's right. And what does that say about them? I just think they've committed to defending from the start of the year we've asked them to guard and you know to put that end uh, ahead of what we do at the offensive end and you know to commit to one another playing together and uh, they felt like they could get one more and how long did the celebration last before you think about victoria uh, we'll get back to work on monday well it's now monday so back to work they are today and they will be going to victorious friday night they take on the vikes out west for a spot in, well they, they've clinched their spot in the nationals they're going there First conference title ever since they moved to the Canada West in 2000. Bisons could still get an at-large bid for the national final eight, which takes place in Halifax in March.